Welcome back to the Prep Extra Podcast. I'm Colton Stone alongside, as always, Chris Bassnett. We had a little bit of a get-right week of our own <laughs> we uh, needed last it. week. We needed one. Uh, it's a long season. Had a little adversity, That's you and right. I. Yep. A, little a little under battling. the weather, both of us, but we're back. Yep, we're we're here. We, we've kept our finger on the pulse, so right. we're not... We're not out of touch by any means, but yes, definitely. Well, we might be a little may, out of maybe touch. Maybe a little, yeah. sure. Um, you know, we, Chris, we were talking about it. It's Huskers play on a Friday night doesn't happen ever, hardly. Yeah, it right? kind of messes everything up. So yeah, this yeah. past Friday seemed kind of like a blur. It's it kind of like we, we lost everything uh, in the shuffle. But there were a few games to, you know, maybe recap and look back at a couple city games. Um, Two that you were at, Lincoln East, Lincoln High, uh, which feels like it was... Feels like it was a week and a half yeah, ago, yeah. yeah. Two weeks ago. Um, and then you had Lincoln Lutheran and Malcolm. Also, just to circle back to the week we missed, Westside finally has a loss on their book. Yep. Carney now has two losses. Yeah. So uh, it seems like not much has really changed in the top half of Class A, but some of those teams that we said, hey, you know, maybe look out for them. You know, I, I think we're getting back to a reshuffling moment where it's like, okay, the four teams we thought were in contention are are still those four teams. Yeah, and that's basically what I wrote uh, on the top of my rankings this week. It's, it seems like everybody's kind of settled in, you know, to their spots. You look at you look at the ratings this week, and you know, Class A, for example, top five teams won. Number six had to buy. Seven and eight both lost, and it's basically that all the way through down through D six. So. It's crazy to think about, but we're less than two weeks away from playoff football. Uh, Eight-man D1, D2 start on October 20th, so we're 10 days away as of Monday afternoon. Um, so it's kind of getting down to it. We have a pretty good idea where these teams are right now. Uh, we, we, you always learn something every week. You know, like you mentioned, Malcolm, Lincoln, Lutheran. I learned Malcolm's pretty darn good, and I think they can make a run um, in C2 uh, with what I saw. Hayden Frank at quarterback's a spectacular athlete, and he played a spectacular game on Friday night. And you go back to, to Thursday night, Lincoln East, Lincoln High. That was basically a playoff elimination game. And, and Lincoln East, it was tie game. At, it's kind of the story of Lincoln High's season. Tie game at halftime. Lincoln East pulled away in the second half. They win that game. Dash Bauman recovers a fumble, returns a pick for a touchdown, runs for two touchdowns. Kind of single-handedly did it against the Lynx. So East keeps their playoff hopes alive. Lincoln High, I guess mathematically, still probably is alive, but it's going to be tough. They've got, they've got some work to do uh, these last couple of weeks. They're going to have to pull a couple of upsets to make it happen. So you're kind of starting to see some teams, you know, be eliminated or get to be on the brink of elimination. You're seeing other teams kind of either stay alive or kind of lock in those spots. And, and that's kind of where we're at right now. And that's kind of what this week is about, too, just making sure those teams that are in, make sure you don't stumble. And, the, and those teams that are on the edge, kind of the same thing. You don't want to stumble. You want to win your game and, and, right. and stay alive as long as you can. So that's kind of where we're at right now. Yeah, it's uh, it's kind of that chance to either, you know, maybe just solidify. So you not coast. You never want to coast, of course, but you do want a little bit of pressure taken off you down the down the backstretch these last couple of games. And if you're a team that's, you know, maybe completely out of it, you still want to rise up against one of these big teams. And maybe maybe you catch them lacking a little bit. And maybe you can and jump up there. But yeah, it's. Frankly, the next couple of weeks, I don't think we're going to see much change. I, yeah. I, I think we kind of know what to expect. Yeah, I, I, again, yeah, I think that's just it's, that's where it is. Are there going to be surprises? Sure, there always are. You know, a, a last-second field goal or something crazy happening in a game. You never know with injuries, all those sorts of things. But 
feels like the teams that are in the top 10 in all these classes now are probably mostly going to be there in two weeks. And then, you know, it's the old saying, everybody starts over zero and zero when the playoffs gets here. So playoffs, I think, are going to be awesome. I, I think there's going to be some really fun matchups throughout all the classes. We can worry about that when it gets here, and when, sure. we'll break that all down when it gets here. But for now, like you said, it's about teams that are in, continuing to make sure that they stay in. Teams that are on the outside doing what they have to do to climb into that conversation. That's just that's that's where it at, it's at as we kind of head into these last couple of weeks of the season. Yeah, speaking of last second win, Cross County, yeah, uh, an incredible Hail Mary. Seemed like it was all but over, quite literally. Yeah, pretty much was. Yeah, um, and uh, to, to come back and get a one-point win in a, in a ranked matchup. Yeah, I, I actually went back and watched the end of that on YouTube because uh, I was curious how it happened. And, and Clarkson Lee scored with like 35 seconds left to take the lead, uh, to go up 28-24, got the two-pointer to go up 28-24. Cross County has a kickoff return out to about their own 25, hit a pass, hit a pass interference, get about an eight-yard run, 10-yard run. All of a sudden, they're on the 25-yard line going the other way with six seconds left. And it was, it was kind of a funny Hail Mary, right? Like you watch it. And it wasn't like there was nine or like six or seven bodies going up for the ball. They threw it, and I'm gonna I want to make sure I get the guys' names right. Uh, Luke Lucas Jacobson was your quarterback in that game, and he threw it into the kind of the edge of the end zone. And Jackson Lindbergh, just for like right when the ball got there, it was all of a sudden just all alone. And yeah. he didn't even have to jump to catch the ball. He just kind of stood there and caught it, and, and that was the game winner. His time ran out. So it's kind of a kind of a funky looking hail mary. He had kind of two guys in front of him, and then he was just kind of. Right there, and they, it was it was just kind of weird looking, but yeah, Cross County number two beats number four Clarkson Lee on a hail mary, uh, second one we've seen this year. Uh, Elm Creek, shout out to the Buffaloes a few weeks ago, hitting a hail mary as well, and they win that game, and that was kind of the big biggest test for both those teams. You go back and look at the scores for those teams, and, and Cross County, who's been great the last several seasons, has just been blowing people out. You know, kind of the same for Clarkson Lee, and we kind of knew this would be the biggest test for both of them. Turned out that was the case, and Cross County came out at, at right at the end. We'll see if they meet up again in the playoffs. But yeah, that was kind of the highlight, I think, from from last week for sure. Yeah, really, looking back, nothing like I, I may have said it up at the top, but nothing really jumped out from yeah. last week. I, th I think it was kind of uh, well, yep, I expected this. So you know that team seemed hot, and they finally ran into a brick wall. Um, not really, really not surprised by anything last yeah, week. Yeah, maybe a little surprised just with the scores. Carney uh, and Grand Island both lost last week. Carney um, to Omaha Westside, forty-two to fourteen. I thought that might be a little closer. Um, and just considering Carney's win over Bellevue West earlier in the year and the way Bellevue West played Westside when those two teams matched up, Grand Island loses to Elkhorn South, forty-two to three. Two blowouts of two teams that have been playing pretty good. Uh, Grand Island just beat Carney the week before, so. If, if you're looking for a surprise in Class A, that's probably it. But at the same time, that just tells you, again, like we've talked about all year, we know the Metro and Omaha's, that's where the strength is. And that kind of showed it, I think, um, last Friday. We'll get another kind of test of that this Friday. Lincoln Southwest hosts Millard West on Thursday night. Um, big game for the Silver Hawks, who right now are in contention to host a playoff game, which would be enormous for them, you know, to to have to avoid having to travel to Omaha or Kearney or wherever it may right. be, you know, in that first round. If you can get that first round host and win that game, then you just kind of see where things fall after that. But that's a big game. Miller West knocked off Southeast last week, 17-16, um, and Southwest beat Southeast in overtime two weeks ago. So you have to figure Thursday night that's going to be a close game, one that Southwest kind of 
needs to win, I think, if they want to be a serious contender to you know, get one of those top eight seeds, host a home game in the playoffs. Yeah, really looking at next week, again, uh, not that anything is – these aren't necessarily bad games. It's just a matter of – I feel like we've seen – we've got a good sample size. We know what to expect out of the team, so it's almost more about, you know, who's going to be a surprise. I mean, looking at that Millard West-Southwest game, you on paper you'd think, okay, well, Southwest, it seems like they've kind of got something rolling here. Yeah. Um, what could be a challenge for them with that game? Well, it's, it's interesting. What's well, Southwest's one loss? It's the Papillion Vista Metro team, uh, who at the time was 0-3. And, and Southwest kind of goes into that game, and everybody's kind of thinking, well, okay, they win that one. They might win them all. And, and they lose it by two touchdowns. They never lead the whole game, you right. know, or, or led for a very short amount of time. I forget how exactly the scoring broke down, but... I, I think that tells you that that nothing's a given, right? Like kind of like you were saying, this, should Southwest be favored? Probably. You know, if you were going to lay odds on it, I don't know if I'd give them a touchdown. Yeah. But you know, I, I think it'll be a close game. Can can Southwest kind of apply, you know, what it learned from that Papio game, now to the Millard West game? Again, a game that's very important for for Southwest. Game that's really important for Miller West. They win that, all of a sudden now they're they're kind of jumping up into that that right. playoff that playoff contention. So it's it's a big game both ways. So yeah, I, I think it's a matter for Southwest if can you can you take the lessons you learn from Papio, apply them to this game. You get them at home. They, they've got to do the traveling. You can just ride the bus up from Southwest corner of town and play at Seacrest and and. and can you take care of business? If they do that, I think you feel pretty good about where Southwest is heading into the postseason. Yeah, and then looking at your Friday night games, some plenty of city flavor, of course. Uh, Parkview Christian got another big win last week. Um, still think the probably the odds-on favorite to make the longest run uh, in the city. But six-man looks daunting. I mean, <laughs> yeah. I, it, it always seems to look daunting when you look at the scores from the West western half of the state yeah. and trying to apply okay you know 57 to 8 that's that's a good win for parkview but then you're like well, you're looking at potter dick score is 79 to nothing or, yeah, yeah you're looking at Cody kilgore score 80 yeah. points like it's just a matter of I, I i think they can maybe just kind of cruise through these last few games but i i don't know what there what there is for them to maybe get ready for one of those Western it's, teams. It's, it's maybe the hardest class to compare because the teams are just so spread out. Yeah. You know, we know Potter Dix is really good. They made the state final last year. Cody Kilgore won it last year, but they're 300 miles away, you know. And and even Parkview being in Lincoln, they're the only six-man team in the city. You know, they're having to go out and play some different teams. The one team they've played kind of from from out west, if you want to call it that, SEM, which is just northwest of Kearney a little ways, uh, it was a four-point game, and Parkview was without one of their one of their best players in that game after an early injury. So, it's just it's really really hard to compare. And all you can do is, like you said, look at the scores, and the scores are kind of eye popping when you look at the Potter Dixes, the Cody Kilgores, the Arthur Counties of the world. So, yeah, it's it's tough to put a put a finger on what that might look like uh, when when the postseason does get here. Yeah, I'd say maybe another interesting matchup for for the city. You've got Lincoln East who can has a real chance against North Star to maybe solidify themselves as a playoff team. You mentioned it uh, a little bit earlier, but I think they've kind of, they've found a stride. I don't know if it's like the stride, but they've <laughs> found one to, you know, they're kind of poised to maybe build something here in these last couple of weeks. They've, they've won a couple games now without Malachi Coleman. 
um, who, was, who was injured last week, uh, didn't play. And, and I think that says a lot about them. Um, and it's, <laughs> excuse me, it certainly has to give them a lot of confidence. You know, you're talking about obviously a four-star athlete, a guy that's going to choose his college um, destination later this week. We know what he's about. But they've also proven they can win some important games without him. And you're playing a North Star team that is much, much, much improved this year under James Thompson, first-year head coach. They, they were really competitive last week against Norfolk. Um, Norfolk scored late to, to win that game. South, North Star, excuse me, couldn't, get it, couldn't quite get it done yeah. at the end of that game. That tells you how far they've come. Um, this isn't going to be a cakewalk for East, I don't think, by any means. <laughs> excuse me, still recovering from my illness here. But <laughs> it's a deal where... East has to show up. They have to, you can't, this isn't a game where you just walk, you know, you walk over somebody. North Star's going to be ready to play. They want to win this game. They want to send a little bit of a message and, and carry some momentum through the end of the season into next year. So, yeah, as far as the city games go, that's probably the one you look at and go, okay, that one could be really interesting if, if North Star makes some things happen in the first half. Yeah. I look around the area in the state. Again, not, not too many things that I'm like, well, wow, I, I got to make sure that I, I know what's happening here. Waverly. Rolls through Pius last week. Another ranked game for Waverly this week. Seems like they play one every week. Yep, uh, they've got Seward this week. That Waverly defense is just so good. Mm -hmm. it, it's, it's tough. You know, you, you jump out. What we said it what two weeks ago. If you can get up ten, up fourteen, I mean, you feel pretty it's pretty good. much lights out. Yeah. Uh, so I, Waverly, I think, kind of just keeps rolling. Again, top five teams in their classes. I think they they kind of just get things done. Ashton Greenwood's got. Ron Colley at home this week. That's uh, a good test, I think, for Ashland Greenwood. Um, that's another six and one team out of Omaha. You know, Ashland Greenwood's only losses to Aurora, which everybody's losing to Aurora. You don't take, you don't put much in that. Yeah, right. How do they kind of match up against a team that's maybe a little more their their peer, so to speak? You know, I, I think that's going to be a, give us a good indication of how the Blue Jays might maybe fare when the playoffs get here. They've they've had a really nice year, and this is a game against a team that's maybe. It's more of a fair fight, uh, in a sense. Uh, Aurora is just so is just a head head and shoulders above everybody else yeah. in C1 right now, except maybe Pierce and those two teams wouldn't meet until it was the playoffs. So we'll see what that looks like. But yeah, that's that's a good test, I think, for the Blue Jays here down the stretch. Yeah, and then just looking around the rest of the state again, I, I think we're just in a, a place where you can almost look at. I know they're your ratings, so it, there's a little bit of bias behind it. But you look at the ratings and what teams have done, and I just. Nothing, nothing screams as like, yeah, I, I see an upset here. So I think it's going to be maybe not super chalky this week, but I think we're going to see the, the top five teams again just solidify themselves as the top five teams. Speaking of chalky, we should probably give a shout-out to Lincoln East Tennis. We should, uh, State tennis tournament starts later this week. Lincoln East has not dropped a set all season at number one singles, number two singles, number one doubles, number two doubles. That's never – if they complete it this week – They'll be the first Class A team to ever do that. And that's, that's insane to think about when you yeah. think about just the number of matches you play, the number of sets you play, the number of points you play. Spartans, it's, you're talking about, you know, like historical stuff, like best team in state history yeah. type stuff. They've got, you've got the four divisions. You've got four number one seeds. They're all unbeaten. None of them have lost a set. So Kind of something, a cool piece of history to kind of keep an eye on later this week. We'll have full coverage of that when it gets here. Uh, Class A state tournament is in Omaha, Class B in Lincoln. But, yeah, the Spartans trying to do something really special, finish off something really special later this week. Also, state softball, Lincoln East, again, uh, among the favorites there, Lincoln Southwest. 
uh, trying to trying to go back to back. Is it Southwest trying to go back to back or East trying to go back to back? I believe it's Southwest. They met in the finals last That's year. Right. We know that. Um, maybe they'll meet again. Maybe they'll meet again. We'll see. That that starts later this week. So we're we're to that point in the year. The state tournaments are starting to get here. Again, football playoffs start in less than two weeks with D1, D2. So it's getting to that fun time of year. Um, we'll have more for you throughout the week in the paper on the website. We'll have the podcast again next week. So until next time, for Colton, I'm Chris. Thanks for tuning in.